Welcome, Banter Mites. It is the first full-length episode of 2021, and it feels so great to be back with you. We're going to look back at the year that was 2020. Hindsight is 2020, they say. (laughs) And we're going to talk about the best movies from 2020, the best movies that we watched for the first time in 2020, the best TV shows that we watched last year, as well as uh, some other things that made the year what it was. And you know what? It's it might just be a whole lot of fun. So please join us on the other side of the intro. And we're back. Here we are. Yeah. My announcer voice is still kind of there. All right. Announcer voice gone. Conversation voice activate. How are you doing? Dude, Perry, we made it. We lived through 2020. We did. Uh, 2021 hasn't been a whole lot better. Not really. Not really. But But it's only January. And we haven't lost any mainstream well-liked celebrities yet. Literally, Wes, as you said that, 10 well-liked celebrities dropped dead in their homes. Stop. As long as Betty White and Dolly Parton keep kicking, I can, I'll can. i be okay. <laughs> well, uh, but, yeah, I mean, here we are. Episode 49. Next one yeah. Next one being 50, which is just nuts. I, I wonder how many, like, there's over a million podcasts on Apple Podcasts. I, wow. I wonder how many of those reach episode 50 actually i wonder if there's is there really that is there really that many yeah definitely because they reached a million during quarantine actually so what you're saying is we're uh one in a million <laughs> yes oh here's some stats here we go Ooh, stats yay 12 percent of podcasts have only published a single episode six percent of podcasts have only made it to two half of all podcasts have 14 or fewer the median count uh, is f- the median median episode count is fourteen. Okay. Okay. The hundred most played shows on now they're doing cast box for this have a median episode count of two hundred and three point five. Top a thousand most played shows have a median episode count of one hundred ninety one. So that just shows you podcasting is a long game. So making it to fifty. Kind of huge, kind of huge. We're stoked to be here with we you are guys. Trying to be famous, making it. Please make us famous. To episode fifty is such a such a privilege that we maybe saw coming, maybe didn't. I don't know. Way back, but also, but also, Perry, we're not there yet because this is episode forty nine. Yeah, we're not there yet. Something could happen. Yeah, I mean, we could literally not wake up tomorrow, and who knows. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't you know. never know in life. You never know. In 2021, uh, it's a it's tough out there. It's a cold, dark world out there. Yep. Everything everything bad happens. It's still everything bad is still happening. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Maybe like, maybe we can pull for only half of 2021 being awful because it's not off to a great start. Well, I think that has a lot to do with this vaccine and if people will take it. Um, so that is not my business, 
but no, but I will not pass up an opportunity to make anti-vaxxer jokes. <laughs> so, not that I know any. I don't think I actually know any. But I'll. I'm sure the meme culture will catch up soon. So, yeah. All right, Perry. Cool. What uh, what are we uh, what are we reflecting on today? Well, you know, looking back at 2020, there I I had the New Year's resolution last year of watching 35 movies in theaters. <laughs> Started out real nice with like six in January, um, and then onward in February on Leap Day. But then something happened. And no more movies it will, were in theaters. And it will not be named. Right. Uh, so I probably watched like nine in theaters instead of 35. But here we are today. And actually, as I kind of went back through my letterbox and looked at all the movies that I did watch this year, I, I plenty, plenty to pick a top five. I watched probably about 15, 20, 20 movies most of them on streaming and like some some of those ones that i did see in theaters in january were actually 2019 movies so unfortunately those don't count towards the ranking but Mm. out of the movies that are from the year 2020 i watched like about 15 yeah like i said most from streaming and then also i watched over 50 movies for the first time in 2020 wow really yeah so so not even counting the ones that i'm i was repeat watching which was probably at least another 40 at least i would think but yeah, there was 50 plus movies that I watched for the first time in 2020. So that's a lot that's impressive. to grab a, ra- uh, a ranking yeah, from. But we're doing a se- sure. separate ranking of those. And then I've also got a ranking of TV shows that I watched the whole way through for the first time in 2020. Uh, at least, I think I counted 10, possibly debatably 11 that I watched the whole way through in 2020 for the first time. And that's not including, you know, like Mandalorian because that started in 2019. And so it was just a new season or like the wizards, uh, tales of Arcadia wasn't just basically a new season. So new seasons, I didn't count. Yeah. The whole thing for the first time in 2020. And then we're going to talk about some bad movies and then we're going to talk about some other, uh, just casual conversation about the year. So let's get into it. Wes, where should we start first? I would. I think we should start at the beginning. Okay. And what's that? I, I what what idea. category would gonna... you say? Perry, let's let's do let's do the top five movies of 2020 that we saw. Okay. So the ones that were from 2020 that we've yes. seen. Yes. The few things that made that dark, dark world just a little brighter. Okay. All right, so yeah, I've got my ranking here, and this is an interesting ranking because as I looked at it, the ones that made my top five, and I'll say I've got some ties in it because every single one is about equal, honestly. Like nothing uh. nothing stood out as just like absolutely amazing, but but all these are very good. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go ahead and say my, my, my uh, number five here. Uh, did you make a top five ranking? Did you have enough, Wes? I, I did. I did make oh, a top Oh, wow. Five. That's surprising that you had enough 2020 movies. So I actually have a tie at five and six, but we'll just call them tie at five, is Tenet and Soul, which we just okay. did a BMC on last week. Those two tied at number five. And I will Clearly, say... What makes, you, what makes you think you have the right to make a tie? 
Because they're all the same in my mind. Like, literally, I, they're just all good, but none of them are just stand out as, like, exquisite. Like, Tenet, mm. Tenet is a very good movie, and I needed it to get back into theaters and watch a movie in theaters. And um, sure. it was action-packed, and that Hans Zimmer, Christopher Nolan, Mindbender. But Robert it, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. But it wasn't, it wasn't the cream of the crop for him, and that's the same way I feel about Soul. Really good, beautiful, deep colorful um okay. movie but not cream of the crop pixar i got those two tied at five okay okay uh perry my number five is phineas and ferb candace against the universe all right on right on because it was probably the most fun movie i watched in 2020 nice and i think i felt like of the movies of my life, it's one of the few that has completely exceeded my expectations. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean, it. it's it's so fun. It's so fun. It's Highly so recommend fun. to anybody who likes the TV show Phineas and Ferb because it feels it just feels like Phineas and Ferb, but it still has that feel. Yep. So. It was so good. It was so great. Okay, my my fourth favorite movie from 2020, Palm Springs. Did you see this one, Wes? I did not. Palm Springs, comedy, Hulu original, Andy Samberg, and uh, somebody else whose name I forget, but she's great. She's also good. Whatever your name is, you are good at acting. Um, <laughs> it's it's a funny movie. It's like kind of a twist on your typical time loop kind of movie where they end up okay. living the same day over and over, but there's um. a, it's it's there's a little twist on it, and it's it's. I think a really funny, but also got some heart to it. There's a little bit of trying to tug at your heartstrings. Really good movie. Honestly, could get like, I I wouldn't be shocked if it got some critical acclaim this year just because of the kind of movie year that it was. Okay, I we love Andy Samberg. He's great. So that I'll be clear again that that was my number four because my my tie at five was my tie up between five and six so i've got a because I, I built it out to my top 10 for my honorable mentions but i you know had i wanted to include tenant and soul both in the top five yeah, because because perry thinks he has the power to just make a tie well uh my name or my face is on the logo so <laughs> all right perry uh my number four you've already mentioned it it was tenant which i think i i feel like i liked it more than you did yeah, I think probably. Sounds like. And I think part of the reason was, I think this is the only, one of the only Christopher Nolan movies that are a mind bender that I got on the first try. And yeah, but that's the thing. There's no really getting it. You know what I mean? There's no really getting it because they don't no, really but I, explain no, but it. I got, but I got it. Okay. Because they just kind of say, here it is. Don't question it. And Right, but, but like, but like I got it. So that's your favorite kind of thing is that like they, they're like, oh, so nobody can think about it. So all of you just kind of got to get it. And so I got it. So now I feel smart. I'm Wes. Yeah, I felt so <laughs> smart. I felt so smart. And that really did it for me. Also, I loved seeing Robert Pattinson not be a bad vampire. <laughs> do you do that frequently? He did it for at least three movies, didn't he? Yeah, but I didn't watch any of them. I didn't either. But oh. that's what I assume. But uh, well, would you rather was... would, would you rather him see see him be a angry bat instead of a vampire? <laughs> After because that's coming, <laughs> it's coming. 
I'm Batman. Oh, wait. I never put that together that he's going to be Batman and was a vampire. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Robert Pattinson has a type. Apparently. And it's bad. He's he's just a character actor. (laughs) But I thought it was... I thought it was great. I I was it was very intense, and in a theater, but mostly intense. Oh, like camping? And, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's my my, my number four, Tenet. Nice. Well, ready for more ties, Wes? Oh, Perry, you're so you have so much audacity. I know my number two and three are tied because they're so similar again. Um, in my mind, and I watched one of them very recently and one of them very long ago. And these two movies are Wolf Walkers and Onward. And honestly, if I was to, yeah, if I was to actually rank these, I'd probably have I'd probably have Onward at three and Wolf Walkers at two. But that's recency bias too because I just saw Wolf Walkers last month. Uh, Wolf Walkers is the third and final um, traditional like Irish folktale 2d animated film by tom moore and ross stewart it's about uh like so ireland is pretty famous for used to have have like wolves were a part of you know living in ireland and a part of the culture but um there was basically a like something that happened where they all got hunted because they thought they were dangerous and they pretty much almost went extinct basically and that's a big part of of irish history and this movie is about that. The previous two movies were Song of the Sea and Secret of Kells. I think this movie might be the best of the three. It, uh, this and Song of the Sea, both very, very good. Yeah, beautiful 2D hand-drawn animated film. Uh, the other movie I had there tied at two is Onward, the final movie before the onslaught of COVID-19. And uh, sure. Onward, very good. Middle of the pack as term as, like in terms of pixar movies uh, but like that's still cream of the crop year most years for animated films uh, sure. would would be a middle of the pack pixar movie so very good very funny probably need to watch it again sometime soon here but those are my tied at two and we'll just go ahead and say we'll just go go ahead and say for now that wolf wolf walkers is two and onward is three very what can one where can one watch wolf walkers ah good question it is a apple tv uh movie right now they purchased the rights to it in the united states so go get your week free trial on apple tv plus or you can actually just like pay five bucks for a month of it uh they they allow you to like on your phone you can just like click on it and pay five bucks for a month and then it won't uh repurchase it and there's a there's a couple other things that might come up later i'll just go ahead and say greyhound is another movie that will be in my honorable mentions you can also watch on apple tv plus and there's there's another Ooh. show there's a show on apple tv plus that i will we'll talk about later but basically those three things you can go watch in your one month <laughs> subscription okay all right so Perry, you just did your, like your three and your two so i whatever. did yeah they were tied but we'll just go ahead and say they're not for now and then you can do your three and two gosh all right Perry, my number three would be soul uh, which we just watched. So, is there recency bias? Most likely. But, as was mentioned in the BMC, I loved the ending. And for me, as someone who likes wholesome things, a wholesome ending is very good for me and my well-being. So, Soul is way up there. Also, I am thrilled when Tina Fey is in anything. Mm. 
So, the fact that I got to hear Tina Fey's voice for two hours is a major win in my book. Okay. So, I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun. It was deep. I definitely teared up. And it was great. I loved it. Soul. Yeah. You're, you're number three? Soul. I've got a soul. All right. There you go, Wes. All right, Perry. My number two, not only was the movie great, but for me, the movie experience was just as great. Okay. Okay. And Perry, my number two is Weathering With You. Yay. That I watched with you. But I think this is, I, I have to say, this movie's actually 2019. Okay. Well, when I Googled movies that came out in 2020, it came up on that list. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give yeah. it to you. Uh, it, came, got... it came out in 2020 in the U.S., but 2019 was its actual release. Okay. Well, it counts because we saw it. In All right. Theaters in I like it. Um, it was very good. It was kind of weird, honestly. Would you agree? It's kind of weird. A little weird. I watched it yeah. again recently because I have it on Blu-ray now. Do you really? Yeah. Okay, I'm coming to Orlando. <laughs> um, it's it's definitely maybe maybe weird is a little strong. Maybe you haven't like watched abs- your name yet, though. That's true, bro. Anyway, weathering with you. This was right around the time. This was January. Listen, listen, guys. So I lived with Perry for two years, for two years, and tried to get him hooked on anime. Yeah, you were kind of passively. You were watching Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. If you really wanted to get me hooked on you on anime, you would have gone with some other stuff. Okay, let's take a step back here. I was only watching Digimon with Scott. Did I enjoy it? <laughs> yes, but I was only watching it with Scott, and we only watched Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> When we would play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't until... It wasn't until right around when we were graduating college in early 2019. And, mid, and we got, and we got you talked into uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, it was that March that I watched Spirited Away in theaters and, okay. really, and really opened my mind to like watching that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood show with you, which was phenomenal. Yeah, so here we are, almost a year removed from getting Perry hooked on anime and... We went to see an anime film together, and that just made my life. Mm. And it was it was good. Mm, it was a, really good. I don't know if I would completely call it a tearjerker, but it definitely made me feel some type of way. Yeah, it's there, and it's like the the emotion is there. And at the end, like even when I rewatched it recently, I was like, "Dang, I forgot how like like PG thirteen." It is like it is a PG thirteen mm-hmm. movie, which I it I you I figured it would be more PG, but like there's like threats of violence and peril. There's mm-hmm. like it's serious conflicts at the end, not just like lighthearted yeah. chick flick romance teen stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some pretty thick, heavy uh, emotional stuff, and it gets you hooked. And it's beautiful. It's a yeah. gorgeous movie for sure. So that's my number two, Perry. Weathering like with you. I like it. I like it. All right. I sort of cheated on my number one-ish. I mean, number one, I went with Hamilton. Oh, really? I loved Hamilton, but I feel like I'm cheating because I've listened to Hamilton plenty before that. It's just that this was the first year that they've made an actual movie and put it on Disney+. Plus. So I guess it's a 2020 movie. I don't know. I'm sure the recording was probably not from 2020. But... uh 
Yeah, I mean, this is kind of me copping out and saying, like, none of the movies that I ranked above uh, are worthy of the number one spot. They're all very, very good, but not worthy of the number one spot. And Hamilton is great. Not to take anything away from Hamilton, it is a great movie, but I kind of already knew what it was. I just don't, I just wasn't really awestruck by anything from 2020. It was all just very good movies, but nothing really took the cake for me. So okay. I went with Hamilton. Okay. I will tell you, Perry, that um, Hamilton will show up later in this episode for me. Oh, okay. Because I don't know if I would completely count it as being from 2020. You don't, you, I thought we texted about this. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. <laughs> well, you might you might see Weathering with you on a different list for me. <laughs> so in other words, we just made an even trade. Yep. 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 <laughs> Yep, we'll talk about. I'll talk about it later. But Perry, I am. I'm really glad that you liked Hamilton. I'm, I'm oh, really yeah. glad. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have picked you as someone to like Hamilton. Now, now, I, if you were to say like pick your favorite between the movie of Hamilton and the movie of Les Mis, I'm picking Les Mis oh, because because it's a real movie. Because it's a real movie, and and but it was also really cool to see like visually see the play of Hamilton that I've listened to three or four times all the way through at the, at that point and, and then watch it visually really neat. Um, yeah. So, and that's just, you know, just giving it the respect that it deserves by putting sure, it at number sure. one, even though, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, I, I, it wasn't something like I was crazy blown away by either because I already kind of knew I'd heard all the songs. So mm-hmm. yeah. Amazing. All right, Perry. Well, my number one, you've already mentioned it, my number one favorite movie of 2020 would be Onward. Right on, man. And I've got to say, even though you called it middle of the road, it's probably definitely in my top five Pixar movies ever. Great. Yeah. You need to rank them. Again, you, you did it once. Yeah, that was when I was like 19. <laughs> We should just do an episode where you just rank your you rank the Pixar movies and then I can banter with you about them. Okay, that could be it's a good idea. Yeah, because you're probably gonna have a lot of different opinions than me. It's like it's like Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. You suck. Cars two at four. What are you doing? We'll put that in the Google Doc. But um, (laughs) Onward was a very very few times in my life I've ever cried in a movie in theaters. Um. And that is the most recent. <laughs> oh man, it got yeah, me. It got me that's hard. That's true. I mean, that's also probably because you've only been in the theaters once since, right? Sure. No, I I saw Tenet in theaters. Yeah, that's that's the one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Regardless, it does not happen often. Nice. So, and I I loved it. I loved another thing. I mentioned this in our last BMC. The fact. That the two Pixar movies from 2020 are both ones where I loved the ending. I am so happy with. I am thrilled. Because whenever there's an ending I don't like, it tends to kind of taint a movie for me. And both of the endings were wholesome and fabulous. All right. Onward number one. I was thinking that might be your number one, but wasn't positive. So... Um, I had I uh, go uh, I'll go ahead and round out my top ten. Actually, it's gonna be just a seven through ten because I had the tie at five and six. Yeah, because you can just make ties. My number seven is Phineas and Ferb: Canis Against the Universe. So fun, so so fun. fun. My number eight is The Gentleman, which I saw in January, 
Um, that was uh, Matthew McConaughey, right? Matt McConaughey, kind of like a, a mafia kind of movie. Um, number nine, Greyhound, Tom Hanks movie about submarines and World War II. I would say it is a pretty stereotypical war movie. Nothing really fantastic about it, to be honest. Uh, but if you love war movies, like you'll be like, oh, sweet, Tom Hanks war movie. But it's basically just like there's five minutes of setup and then you have like one war situation that lasts the whole movie. So it's decent. But, the, it you know, like I said, not a super strong year of movies that came out in 2020 for, that I've actually watched. Uh, and then my number 10, <laughs> Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, <laughs> Netflix what? original, Will Ferrell uh, oh, comedy oh. that came out this year. I thought it was pretty funny. I yeah, threw it on the top 10. I didn't watch that. Should I? Uh, I, it's pretty, you might like it. It's pretty funny. It's better than a lot of the recent Will Ferrell stuff. The ones I didn't include from 2020 on my top 10, which could easily take the position of number 10, but I just th- thought I'd throw the Eurovision on there. Um, Over the Moon, the Netflix, uh, movie by Glenn Keane. Wonder Woman probably could be there, even though most of it makes no sense. Yeah, didn't uh, people hate it? I haven't seen it yet, but people like, like hate it. It's just terribly written, but, but like the... It's still fun because the actors are all really good, but it's so badly written. Um, I also have The Willoughbys as a movie I watched in 2020. It was eh, not that good, but uh, that one's also Netflix original animated film. And with that, do you have any honorable mentions, Wes? No. I didn't think there was probably a lot. I (laughs) don't believe in honorable mentions for 2020. Okay, fair enough. Only so dishonorable with, mentions. <laughs> with that, let's move on to just like movies in general that we that watched we, for the first time yeah, this year. For sure. First time watches. So this is a this is a list that could just have anything. Whatever you watch this year, I have no idea. But uh, yeah, you want to start us off with your number five? I would be so thrilled, Perry. Um, my number five. We're dipping back into the anime realm. I have a silent voice. Ooh. Yeah, nice, it's nice. kind of the. Uh, I don't want to say this. Uh, there are some people that like it more than your name, which I have not seen, but it's commonly known as the uh, second place to your name. From that year, right? Like 2016? Yeah, I believe so. It was good. It was tough. Parts of it were tough. It, it was a little bit... You haven't seen it yet, have you? Have you I, seen ha- it? I have seen it. I have seen it. Yeah. Did we watch it together? Did we talk about this? Did we watch I watched it in July. I don't think okay, we watched no, it together. Okay, no, we didn't watch it together. Um, but you have seen it, so that's good. Oh, uh, yeah. Some of the stuff that happens to that girl is kind of uncomfy. It is very uncomfy. It's about bullying and, um, you know, a girl with disabilities. Yeah, uh, like it's tough. It is a it is a tough movie um, to watch. It is not fun. It is not a rewatch for me. But Pro- yeah, but I I mean I was I very was good though. Very I was good, very though. good. I was moved, and I think the fact that it was uncomfy has me putting it uh, at number five. But, yeah, uh, I'm. You should. Everyone should. I think there's. Yeah, the, I can't really speak because it was so uncomfy. But you should watch it. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. If you, unless you just hate anime, but those kind of people usually just need to evaluate themselves and be like, why do I hate anime? Yeah, because this pro- is this it's is probably anime- just because it's different than what you're used to, and so you need to be like, hmm, maybe. I can live outside of my own little American. Maybe bubble. I can try different things. <laughs> um, and right. also, also, it doesn't have any of the real anime quirks. Like, there's no superpowers. It's true. 
Yeah. And so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my number five, Wes, the, a movie that I forgot I watched in 2020 until I went back through my letterbox, but is really, really good. Nominated for a uh, Academy Award back f- pre-pandemic, Marriage Story. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I watched that in January. Wow. But as I was going through my list, I was like, even though like this is not heavily like on my mind, I've got to put it. It didn't. Nothing stood out to take that number five spot. Um, so, Marriage Story definitely, I think, the best movie that could take that number five spot. Adam um, Driver, native, native, native. Indiana Adam Driver, boy. Scarlett Johansson. It is a. It is just like yours, Wes. A really hard, hard watch, but it's so real. It depicts a, a couple that. Um, is going through struggles in marriage and and, it, and how hard that is and one wants to be a Hollywood I believe actress or singer or both I don't know um, and the other is a playwriter and they met because she was his like lead in a lot of his plays and um, that's how they fell in love and but just her career took off and his did not similar to like um a star is born hmm. and or did her her career might have not taken off in this in a marriage story i forget but they get they just you know go through hell and back basically and then um it's just hard it's a tough watch and i'm sure for those who's who's um you know parents have gone through that or or maybe they're currently going through that uh, or have themselves it's, it's just even harder so tough watch but a great movie really real really raw great acting yeah. by both amazing what's your number four wes my number four as i reopen my phone um uh, perry might be i don't know if you might be shook by this or not but 2020 was the first year where i watched toy story 4 wow surprising i guess pretty sure i watched it in quarantine actually nice on disney plus and it's where i solidified my theory that toy story is not a trilogy <laughs> because it's not it's a, it's a quad- quadrology i don't i don't feel the need to to justify my my opinion anymore your wrong opinion <laughs> the fact that you can't count to four who was it that came on the show and was like oh no i agree with perry i, forget I think it was. it was i think it was james oh was it nice I'm pretty sure it was james or but, everybody uh, you're both wrong but uh, toy story four <laughs> is my number four mostly because it didn't make me it did not make me uncomfortable like a silent voice okay (laughs) um looked really good like i you can tell me what you think i thought it looked better than soul did uh yeah i i mean i could agree with that i think i was i remember watching it and being shook by how real some of it looked well toy story 4 takes place like all in the human universe basically so like making the toys look so real and having the kind of like curvy lines and yeah just um whereas soul a lot of it takes place in this like fictional soul universe that really nobody knows what that's supposed to look like so they can make it look like whatever they want that makes sense Um, that makes sense but yeah i will probably say i think it was my least favorite of the toy story movies wow but still you're you must really love the other ones yeah i mean they're great Right? Uh, They're classics. Yeah. But yeah, I have Toy Story 4 at 4. Okay. Well, my number 4, the movie we've already mentioned, but in the other ranking, Weathering With You. Uh Aha. I see. So, yeah, technically, we we watched this one in 2020 for the first time. 
Um, and I believe it is a 2019 movie. So that's why I I put it here. And uh, another January movie, interestingly enough. And I, now that I'm looking at my list, I'm like, man, it is it is heavily stacked. Like the best, a lot of the best movies I watched this year were from pre-quarantine. Maybe that's just uh, how I felt about life back then. But uh, yeah, weather with you. We already talked about it. Fantastic movie. Um, Makoto Shinkai is a genius filmmaker. And once again, if you are, if you're the one thing that's holding you back on watching anime is because you think anime is weird. Give it a shot with an open mind. I mean, you don't. Uh, I would say don't just start on anything because uh, there are some anime that will be very weird for you if you've never watched any. Yeah. But this is a good one. This is this is a really good one to uh, to get started on. I'd say, and and I kind of almost did get started with this one. I think there was only a few others that I had watched first. So, all right, Perry. My number three is a BMC that we did. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Wow. Okay. I didn't think you rated this one that high. Another Maybe movie. you gave it a four. You might have gave it a four. Another movie that made me uncomfy. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure I've made many comments before about how I'll watch anything with Woody Harrelson in it. Uh-huh. True. Um, I You might be thinking that way because I probably didn't say that I just loved watching it because I don't really want to watch it again. Well, and your pool of movies is a lot smaller. You spent the whole summer at a camp, so... I did! Yay! Go COVID! Um, <laughs> and... I mean, it... It. She won. She won Best Actress, didn't she? Or was it Best Supporting? It was Best Actress. Uh... Yes? Yeah. Question mark? Frances McDormand? I think she won... I'm not sure if she won it for this movie. You'd have to go back I'm, and listen to the I'm BMC. 90% sure she did. Okay. And... I gotta say, she earned it. It was fabulous to watch her. Um, yeah. I will say the ending left me just a little bit unsatisfied, yet also satisfied. Okay. Just because I didn't get my closure, I think. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, it was but, back in the days when we were when we were drawing names, uh, you know, movie names. And I'm glad we did that because um, that was how we were going to watch movies that we had never seen before and do yep. BMCs on them. Um, which I think is still important to do, um, at least watching movies that at least one of us has never seen before, because otherwise yeah. we already know our opinions on it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, great, great film. Three Billboards. That was your number f- three? Number three. Oh, wow. <laughs> Toy Story 4 at four and three billboards at three. <laughs> wow. Would you look at that? Wow. Well, my number three is Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. Jojo Rabbit. A, in my top three here are all like five out of five star movies for sure. Like Jojo Rabbit is so good. Also nominated for, I guess I have three nominations for best picture in this list. Uh, and two of them year. have Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yep. Jojo Rabbit also Scarlett Johansson. It is a hilarious movie. First of all, it's got a weird style of comedy that I really like. Taika Waititi plays Hitler. Um, don't read into that too much because it's more like a comedy Hitler that is in this boy's imagination that he's his like imaginary friend Hitler. And it's hilarious. Interesting. And you should all, you all need to watch it. But there, there's also some emotion. It also gets kind of dark at times. I included it in the war movie 
uh, ranking because it is sort of technically a war movie. Like it meets the criteria for a war movie. Um, it just is a different style than you're used to. Um, and it really doesn't show much of the battle, the battles themselves. But Jojo Rabbit, definite must watch in my opinion. So good. I think I watched it in like February or March. Okay. All right, Perry. I, I Man, see you. All, all of my top five I watched in the first quarter of the year. Well, all right, Perry. I see your Jojo Rabbit. And I raise you. Peter one... Rabbit? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you ruined it. I raise you one Max and Ruby. <laughs> Max and Ruby. Do you remember that that show? Oh my goodness! Who framed Roger Rabbit? Wait, what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you remember Max and Ruby? No. You don't? No, I don't. Oh wait, you didn't have cable, did you? No, I just had PBS Kids. I watched. Uh, I think it was. I think it was on Nick Jr. I want to say. Ah. Okay, for those listening that remember Max and Ruby, Perry. Max and Ruby is a TV show about. Two siblings that... Are we actually going into it? I need to tell you about it. Oh, okay. Because I I need to tell you about it. (laughs) Okay. And there is no age specified, but it is for children between the ages of probably two to seven. Maybe seven being a very top end, if you're asking me. And really... Max is the younger brother, and he legitimately cannot speak, but, like, we'll say, like, one-word sentences from every now and then, like, truck, when he wants a toy truck or something, and his sister... Oh, 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 I might know what you're talking about now. And his sister, Ruby, just talks all the time and really just kind of bosses him around, and she has a brown rabbit friend, and I just... Remember watching That was the it? one you thought of when you thought of a rabbit? Yeah, and I just remember oh, watching it. Oh, I totally it. know this show. I remember watching it as a child and just absolutely hating it. <laughs> oh, because man. it was the I kid you not, Perry. I hope the creators of Max and Ruby are listening to this just so I can tell them that you made the most boring TV show of all time. Well, let's get them. Let's get them on the show. Yeah. Anyway, that's my tangent. If you're a nice. fan of Max and Ruby, I don't know why. Uh, Perry, my number two, <laughs> after our little rabbits. If you're a fan of Max tangent. and Ruby, you might be six. Or sick, one of the two. <laughs> oh. Perry, my number two, I think you're going to like this, is Klaus. Yes. Yes. Uh, this was a uh, movie Perry's been trying to get me to watch for a year now. And I recommended that we do it for BMC. So all credit you to did. me. You did. You did. Probably probably your favorite recommendation I've ever made on this podcast. Possibly. Um, and I loved it. It was a very original story about Santa Claus. And I said this to Perry. He didn't like fully identify with my statement, but I stick with it. Um, the way the animation looked to me reminded me so much of the stereotypical children's book illustrations that you would see uh, as a kid. And wow, I thought that was so fun. I really want to get the Art of Klaus book because just seeing how they do the 2D hand-drawn animation for Klaus, uh, I just think that would be really interesting. I, I've never actually bought an Art of art of book for these animated movies, but every animated movie has an Art of book, basically, where you can dive into the yeah. art and the backgrounds and the character development and whatever. I, there but, is, I mean, there is a lot to be said about a 2D animated movie that has its own unique, really unique 
look. And yeah, it just it looks like it's got so much depth and almost 3D about it. So. Yeah. Big, uh, yeah. big Klaus guy now. Big Klaus guy. It's, Klaus is a great movie all year round, um, but specifically in the Christmas season. For sure. It, For sure. Starting on November 1st. <laughs> yeah, right. Only if November 1st is Thanksgiving that year. Nope. So. All right, my number two is another January movie. Oh, that wow. I, Perry, did you yeah. uh, did you sleep from February to now? I woke up yesterday and... You hibernated. Uh, you hibernated for 2020. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1917. Oh, you really liked that one. Yes, I did. Let me look back and double check when I watched 1917. Wait, that movie didn't come out in 2020? No, that movie came out in 2019. It was part of the 2019 Academy Awards. What? I think it came. I think it came out in our theaters in 2020. Oh, okay. That's but it was, was part of the. It was part of the 2019 Academy Awards. Um. And so there's. I feel like I wouldn't be able to call it a 2020 movie for that reason. And it got nominated for Best Picture, but it did not win. I don't believe. I watched this movie on. The 20th of January. All right. Yeah. So January. And with my dad, I think that's the only movie experience I can remember with my dad in recent history. He, he goes to movies sometimes. I think he took Javon to a movie recently. But yeah, he doesn't. He loves war movies. And we've watched plenty of them on our couch. But we decided to actually go to the theaters to watch 1917 in January. And it was just a blast. Not only with it uh, just being such a such a great and immersive movie it was just a, such a unique style as well and i've talked about this on the show before in our war movies episode um how they shot the movie is incredible so my number two movie that i watched for the first time in 2020 all right all right so we are at our number ones and perry this is where i say that hamilton doesn't count as a 2020 movie because in my mind it was just a recording of the play, and the play's been out for a while. But nice, I did watch it for the first time this year, and I'm not going to fight you on saying what you think it is because it means we get to talk about it more. And Perry, I like to I like to think of myself as very much a music snob, and whenever society starts to like really huddle around an artist or an album that's new, and they all think it's the greatest thing ever, I usually just roll my eyes and assume that it's not good okay and whenever hamilton went nuts i was like okay whatever and usually my turnaround is about six months before i'll listen to something that the hype is all about and i listened to it about three months in because i'm a I, I love i love show tunes okay and so yep. and i started to listen to the hamilton soundtrack and i hated it wow I mean, I mean, full on, if you looked at me and told me that you like the Hamilton soundtrack, I would look at you back and tell you that it is bad. I hated That's, it that much. You're crazy, dude. Well, here's crazy. the thing, Barry. Why would I listen to hip-hop by people that aren't hip-hop artists and just sing about the Constitution? <laughs> I don't know, man. That just you sounds awful. Um, okay, now, wh- when does this get redeemed for you? I'm getting there. Okay. And so... I do very much love You'll Be Back by Jonathan Groff. I've been listening mm-hmm. to that very much ever since Hamilton came out. And then when the recording came out, and I won't deny that what Lin-Manuel Miranda did by making a hip-hop musical is revolutionary and a brilliant idea. 
I just hated the way it sounded. Okay. Okay. And then when I watched the recording, I got it. I was like, oh, wait, this is really cool, actually. Was there a song that that clicked for you? Not really. It was just the fact that it all finally made sense. Used to be when people would be like, why don't you looking like Hamilton? Looking for a mind at work, work. I'm looking for a mind at work, work. Thank you, <laughs> Used to be whenever people would tell me, would say to me, why do you not like Hamilton? I'd be like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. What's the mm. point? And after watching it, I was like, oh, wait. Our main character is Alexander Hamilton, which I got. But I was like, what's the point of Alexander Hamilton? And after watching it, after seeing everything else that goes along with the performance besides just the songs, I was like, oh, oh, this is fabulous. This is so good to look at. Um, I gotta say, I'm still not a massive fan of the soundtrack, but seeing it performed absolutely made it for me. Hmm. Interesting. And, and so- David Diggs is one of the main actors in Hamilton. He plays uh, Thomas Jefferson and one other person. Uh, um, French guy, yeah. Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette. Yes. And he is in Seoul um, as Paul. Oh, really? The barbershop guy, Paul, if you did not know. So, yeah. And we just did our BMC on Seoul last week. Go listen to it. But yeah, Barry Hamilton's my number one. Hamilton. All right. Right on. So we both had Hamilton at number one, just have different rankings. So we kind of agree. Yeah. We both love Hamilton. Yeah. All right. My number one is probably the only movie I've watched three times this year. Did you watch it in January? I watched this one in, I think, February or February or March for the first time, and then May again with different people, and then September again with different people. I know I watched Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius a couple times. That one's always guilty pleasure, but this is not Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. <laughs> this is the movie Your Name. Oh. And this is the the f- 2016 Makoto Shinkai movie that preceded Weathering With You that we specifically saved to watch uh, until after, at least I did, Weathering With You because we had heard it was better, so I didn't want to watch the better movie first and then be let down with Weathering With You if that was the case. So I uh, saved it, and then Wes went away because COVID, so he still hasn't seen it yet, but now I've seen it three times, and it is it is one of my probably top ten favorite movies ever. Wow. Um, Go anime. And definitely my favorite anime movie. Uh, tops all the Ghibli movies, even though some of those are super good. Um, it is just um, the only, the only like, romance. It's not really, like, it's, it's, it's basically two different genres like it's it's half like action suspense and then half comedy romance kind of thing so and then those those pieces intertwine uh themselves on many occasions but like i get got so emotionally invested the first time watching with the two characters and then also with there's there's definitely some mind bendy twist aspect going on that's just like what like you think you're watching a little romance chick flick just lighthearted body swap movie and then all of a sudden it does you for a loop and you have no idea the roller coaster that you have locked into it is such a good movie i don't care if you like uh anime or not i showed it to about 15 of my 
uh, friends that also work for the same um, ministry that I work for uh, in September. And out of all of them, like none of them watch anime except for maybe like one person, one or two people that were like, eh, just really not my thing. But pretty much everybody else was like, wow, that was good. So check it out. Amazing. That's it. That's all we got to say about that. Honorable mentions, Wes. I've got my rounding out my top 10. I watched so many movies for the first time in 2020 because I had so much time sitting on my butt. <laughs> I got th- I got three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri at number six. I got Jumanji, The Next Level, another movie I watched in January. That is a 2019 movie at number seven. I got Song of the Sea, another Ross Stewart and Tom Moore cartoon saloon film. I basically have five animated movies and five live action movies on this this top 10 here. My number 9 is An American Tale, a Don Bluth animated movie from the 80s. Really cool figure or uh, discovering that one and then also I purchased a a sketch uh, of the main character of American Tale from John Pomeroy who is one of the founders, co-founders of Don Bluth Studios. So that's really cool as well. And then number 10, you know, I I threw Animal Crackers on there at number 10 for uh. our that movie came out in 2017, so even though it was put on Netflix for the first time in 2020, it was actually a technically a 2017 movie. A few other movies I watched uh, that I considered, um, I considered A Silent Voice. That was that was under consideration. Um, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were- Rabbit, under consideration. And also Blade Runner 2049, I thought about as well, but... These are the ones I landed on. Man, Blade Runner 24-9 is just too long. It is very long. Very long. All right, right, should we talk about, before we go to TV shows, Wes, did you have, you didn't have any honorable mentions for this list either? No, remember Barry 2020. Yeah. Um, It doesn't get any more credit than it deserves. A few of the worst movies before we go on to TV shows, I just want to say, Worst, there's, there was a lot of bad movies I also watched. Like, you know, we did the stuff on the, we did the episodes on the Disney Toon Studios. So because of that, I watched Pocahontas 2, Return of Jafar, a lot of others, Brother oh, Bear 2. Oh no, you watched them? Those are all so bad. <laughs> so, so bad. But you know, you got to put those a level beneath some other movies that were like supposed to be good and were bad. Uh, I also watched Spirit and Sinbad, which I didn't like. The Fault in Our Stars, not really my favorite thing. Oh, dude, The Fault in Our Stars had me weeping, bro. <laughs> Hancock, not very good, obviously, but there was two movies that were letdowns. Uh, really, one stands out from the pack, but there was two here. Uh, one of them, Doolittle. Oh, I heard that was That horrid. movie, I went, it was just me and Corey, who you'll hear next week on our 50th episode, and we were in the theater with, yeah, just the two of us and, like, three older ladies. Kind of ladies' night out. Um, and this Doolittle is just horrible. Just awful. It's probably worse than the other movie on this list, but I didn't have as high expectations or as, as you know. Doolittle's horrible. It's awful. Don't, don't watch it. Uh, the other one, Mulan. Mulan did not like at all. Um... But you I mean, know a lot of people actually like Mulan. You mean how they didn't even include Mushu, an integral part of the plot? I mean, that's that's okay. I understand that. Like the whole thing with this movie was like trying to be more culturally accurate. 
but like they just did things that it wasn't about culture at all like i don't think the chinese like i'm pretty sure i've heard that it got plenty of backlash this movie did as well and it was more about the decisions of like the witch lady what is the point of her like come on i can tell you the point of her is so that they can have the the girl on girl fight scene at the end so that it's more girl power but they really just take away what made Mulan such an empowering heroine to begin with. I don't know if I've done this on the show before. Have I ranted about Mulan before on the show? I don't think so. No. No? Well, she she was clever, she was smart, and she was pretty, like, she was strong, but she wasn't, like, like hand-to-hand combat. She wasn't about to beat General Shang, who also is omitted from this movie, by the way, by herself, but she beat the Huns and Shan Yu, also omitted, uh, because of her wit and her cunning and her cleverness and 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 her courage, um, she didn't have to be a literal superhero. Like Mulan in this 2020 remake has some superpower they call chi, which basically allows her to be the best fighter of anybody. Why is that, you may ask? It's so that she could literally be the strongest and extra strong strongest i guess is more empowering i don't know i just think it was such a forced trying to make her the strong like stronger than all the men so that she could fight with the witch girl but then the witch girl turns good after like two interactions with me i just don't understand it it's so bad um my, i say this my dad actually said he really liked it because it was really action-packed and i'll give you that it is it is pretty action-packed uh, but just some of the decisions, I'm just like, I don't get it. I think it is bad. So there you go. I remember Perry, whenever it came out, someone, one of our friends, I remember who asked me if I wanted to go have these with them on whatever you had to pay for it. And I said, it doesn't even look good. Why would I do that? <laughs> well, that would have been 15 bucks. And I, haven't on it. and I haven't watched it since. Well, now it's free. And I don't, I don't really planned to watch it I don't think. <laughs> wait did you watch it or no no i haven't no you never did and after the way you just talked about it why would i just to experience how bad it is for yourself i don't do so, that. some people like it some people do well i won't be one i just it. really question some of the decisions and the motives behind the decisions and i think they do some of the motives were were had good intentions but really take away more from the story than they thought that's that's you just what I you think. just told me there's no general shang there's no mushu and there's no huns correct well i mean there's sort of huns but there's no like shan yu that's like the most other than mulan those are the three most important characters in mulan yeah the the worst the worst part about it though is the chi i think that makes it like the the fact that they put magic like i get that mushu's a, a magic dragon or whatever and, but like not uh, even that much but but the but the movie like it has a talking dragon but yet it's the original mulan is more down to earth than the 2020 remake because of the chi factor that makes mulan like basically a superhero that she not- can run across the side of walls that's not and the, yeah that's not the kick that's not flip the spears right that's not what makes her such an empowering heroine i think that makes me angry so okay. but yeah yeah whatever anyway that is what i'd say the worst movies i watched this year what about you Wes? anything um i don't really know if i've watched anything that i hated well lucky you i haven't seen wonder woman yet but i heard it's bad oh yeah 
I heard it's really bad. Is that true? Uh, well, we were just talking about it, were we not? Barely. You just said it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It, that it's not really bad. It's it's really not. It's I not heard really. I heard it's really bad. Is it better than Batman versus Superman? Debatable. I'd say, it's a, I'd say it's a little better than Batman vs. Superman. You know what? I am just so miffed at the fact that DC keeps ruining the best superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I want to give Patty Jenkins another chance because she, she is a good filmmaker. She did really well in the first one, but it just seems like they rushed this one. They sat in the writing room on Wonder Woman for like 10 minutes and came up with the plot and just went with it. But it, it, there's just, it, it is just a absolute buffet of plot holes and mm. yeah it just the one of the things that i turned and said to one of my friends is that when i watched wonder woman was i feel disrespected as a moviegoer because it felt like they sat in the writer's room and were like oh let's do this but wait how are we going to explain that to the audience or how is that going to make any sense and 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 they just said oh they're they're they believe anything these these moviegoers they'll just believe anything and it's like no no we won't no we won't so Are you sure it is a it is a fun watch but it is very incoherent plot wise that's tough that's tough wonder woman man wow well other than that perry should we uh go to the next thing yeah let's go to shows before let's we go to uh, shows bro before, before we make our our listeners uh turn off the episode who those listeners who liked mulan and wonder woman um, cause they are out there and, uh, talking about TV shows, I'll just go ahead with my, my number five. I've got another tie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, number, f- my number five TV show. So I watch pretty much all cartoons this year. That's kind of what I, that's kind of what I do. I watch, I, when I'm watching TV shows, I'm watching cartoons. Sorry, but I've watched a lot of cartoons this year for the first time. And my number fives tied to five are the dragon prince. Did you watch which, all of it? I've watched all of it. Three seasons, nine episodes each. Quick watch. Corey told me he watched them all in like a day or two, which is impressive. But really good. Kind of weird animation, but it does get... You get used to it. It gets a little better in the second, third season. Good story. Once again, the third season, I would say it gets a little little too much of the, the romance arc of the story. It takes over a little bit for a while, which I would... Pref- uh, I, I like the action parts a little more, but it is a cute little... Uh, romance between the two main characters and my other tie by the way the dragon prince you can find on netflix my other tie is at number five is central park really really fun so these are my my well actually i was gonna say these are my like conflicting styles of my fun show and my not fun show but i guess the next one on my list is the really not fun one um Central Park, very fun. It is like a Bob's Burgers animation style, which I'm not a big Bob's Burgers fan. Okay. But uh, it's produced by Josh Gad. Love And him. he is also a main character, and that main character is essentially a, like, omniscient narrator. Okay. Like, the narrator is a character. Like, he actually interacts with the other characters, but he also knows like everything that's going on which is kind of funny but it's in okay. a, it's done in, it's done in a more like goofy way not in like a I'm god kind of way like goofy um, movie kind of way uh Sorry. no it's its own thing Sorry, but I understand. You got to throw that in there. That's... Yeah, I got to add to mention it. <laughs> so, and the other element is it's a comedy musical. Oh. 
adult TV show. So it is a it's like TV fourteen. Is so the music it's like good. Yes, very. Really. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. Stop. is the main uh, guy. He is the voice um, of an angel. Kristen uh, Bell is Stop it. One, one of the girls. So and then Josh Gad. So although Kristen Bell will not be in the second season, but but I need yeah, to watch it. It's so good. It's on Central Apple Park? TV Plus. Central Park. Check it out, Wes. I, Apple TV Plus. You will you will love it. I'm convinced. Oh wow! It's only I, ten episodes. So good though. Yeah, I so, kind of am very interested. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right, All right well, Perry. That's, that's my fives. Was that your five and four, or was that your six and five? That was my six and five, essentially, because, you know, couldn't decide. Okay. I wanted to talk about all of them. Okay, well, you see, um, I didn't have five. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I had four. But okay, that's fine. the pro of this is, is I absolutely loved all four. Great. So, I'm not just, like, default picking. Sure. I actually liked them. Barry, my number four is also a cartoon. Uh, this was the first time that I watched Star Wars Rebels. Nice. Um, kind of a younger. It it was definitely defined as a bit of a younger kids show. Um, a little more of a younger audience than Clone Wars was, and I was real skeptical going in because I was like, "Oh, a kids show? Am I really gonna? Am I really gonna do this to myself? Am I really gonna watch mm. it?" But it was quarantine. Uh, yeah, it was you had nothing better to do. I can tell you exactly what I was doing. I was working on my very last project in grad school, which was where I had to literally create a class and was making this like over 30 page some document on how the class is going to function and whatnot. And so I had to have something on because you can't just sit there and do that without hitting your life. So I watched Rebels and Perry, it was so good. I was. Where does it compare to Clone Wars? What do you mean? Like, how does it compare? Like, if Clone Wars is a 10, where's Rebels? If Clone Wars is a 10, and I would probably only give Clone Wars, like, a 9. Okay. I would give Rebels a 7.5. Okay. So, maybe so even, yeah. significantly yeah. enough below to, like, be your... Like, it's easy to be, like, I like Clone Wars better, but still, still high. Yes, because here's the thing. It's just it's it was so well done for what it was. Like kids did not deserve something that good. Let me tell you. <laughs> the the way the way Clone Wars was, it has um more I would say more overarching plots and arcs um than Rebels did cuz when you were a kid show, you can get by with one-off episodes. Yeah. Right. Um so I had less of them, but all of the season finales had really good arcs. Um, the last four, like four-ish episodes, had really good arcs, especially season two. The final two episodes of season two, I mean, I was I was shaking in my boots. I was so excited, <laughs> nice. especially after watching Clone Wars. You have to watch Clone Wars first, and then Rebels is even better. Okay, that might have also helped me. Yeah. Um, but dude, it was so good. I fell in love with the characters. Man, I'm eager to see what you got at three, two, one. Now after you've. I you know, I really like it. I've heard people like complain about Rebels, and I gotta say, if you're one of those people, I think you're wrong. I think you're not giving it the credit that it's due. Nice. Okay. He's he's firm about this, boys. Yeah, I really like. I really did like it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and give my. Oh, I guess we're kind of on the same page. If you just did your four, then yeah. I'll go with my my four. Um, my number four is Erased. 
Oh, um, yeah. Wait, can I put that on my number five? Because I kind of forgot sure. I watched that. Sure. Your number yeah. five is erased. <laughs> my number go. five is erased, uh, and it's also Perry's number four. Perry, would you like to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Short little anime that we watched in February, I believe, because it was on Hulu, and then it was like, it, there was like a warning on Hulu that was like going off Hulu in like a week or two or whatever. So I watched it real quick, and then I told Wes you, and Corey. You gave, you like, gave me two days. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> That's hilarious. I had to, um, I had to like... It's only 12 episodes, though. Yeah, but it's like six hours. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's really good, though. So now this is my, like, if Central Park is, like, really lighthearted and fun, Erased is is not, is the opposite of that. that. It is not Um, that. It is essentially, like, a kind of murder mystery, but, like, mind bender, suspense. Um, I'll set up the how it kind of works for you guys just to just before you go and check it out on Netflix. Cause you're going to want to basically this guy uh, has an ability like most people, like most anime shows are kind of centered around. He has this random ability where um, every once in a while he'll just go back in time, like a few seconds before something bad happens, like something bad will happen. He will see it and then he will, and then his like consciousness will go back in time a few seconds so that he can look around and be like, okay, what, how do I fix this? Or like what, something was wrong and I can fix it. And then he mm-hmm. saves the situation. Um, it's shown only once early on, like to set it up with like, uh, a driver that falls asleep at the wheel and ends up like causing a crash that kills people or something in, and it's, then he goes back in time a few seconds, notices that driver of the truck that was, had fallen asleep and wakes him up before anything of this happens. So that kind of sets up that ability. And then, um, there's a situation where like murders have happened many years in the past. Um, those are just kind of like they've happened 10, 15 years ago when he was in school. Um, there was a, there was a serial killer that, that killed some kids from school of his classmates and he, and they never found the serial killer, but something happens in, in the like present day where that like serial killer basically pops up again and and he then goes back to when he was a kid in in school and he has he's like okay i'm here i need to figure out how to stop what's going to happen later and it's just this whole ride of figuring things out trying to like protect the people that are in trouble and figuring out who's the bad guy and it's intense man it's intense yeah. serial killing story so good yeah agreed uh agreed all right all right number threes number three all right, Perry, my number three is going to be our first show mentioned with real people. <laughs> and is it, okay if I ha- is it okay if I haven't finished it yet? Um, Sure. Because I haven't. Because there's a sure. lot. Okay. If uh, you discovered it in 2020 and you're planning on finishing it, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was shown to me by one of my roommates, and we've been watching it together. And there's a lot. Fifteen seasons, actually. So I Oh, my like- goodness. What is it? Criminal Minds. Oh, right on. Uh, Perry. I will say I didn't... There's one show that I didn't include in my list because I haven't seen the last season yet, but I will allow this. You'll allow it because I've been addicted. Um, yeah. Yo, it's so good. One thing that it has done better than a lot of crime drama shows that would like fall under the same umbrella is that what Criminal Minds has done, at least for me, is you get so attached to the characters um they function as a team the entire time and 
every once in a while, you know, one character will have a bit of a plot arc um, where they're, they're getting attacked by someone or someone's out to get them. And the whole team really just rallies around them. And it, it gets you in the friendship feels. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And there have been many episodes that stress me out. And that's what I designate as a good drama series is one that stresses me out. Yeah. I've never seen any Criminal Minds, but I know quite a few people like it. So Yeah. It's really good. I, Yeah. I think people should watch. I, I'm usually pretty leery on like crime shows because I've tried several and just couldn't always get into them. Uh, but Criminal Minds got me hooked. Uh, I'm gonna nice. watch all 15 seasons and be very happy about it. And we've got a live action on the list, so that's good. Yay! They're not they're not gonna come from me. I will say I've I have two live action shows on my top 10, and only one of the and one of them is kind of a cheat, and I'll get there. <laughs> Love it. Um, my number three was is Gravity Falls. Ah, really good show on Disney Plus. Uh, two seasons, 49 episodes, I believe. Maybe it's 41, 41 episodes. Uh, quick, pretty quick watch. You'll like it. Uh, I would say one of the few shows where I like the filler episodes more than like the intense, oh, wow. more intense plot episodes, because it's so funny. Like it's a, it's a show that I like because it's funny, um, and then it's got a, and it's got enough plot, you know. But then the last few episodes of the show, the last like five or six, uh, it tries to get more intense and like there's like actual peril involved. And I was like, you know what? I like it better when it was like light, lighthearted and funny. Um, so, but really good show. Gravity Falls. Check it out if you haven't. Disney Plus. Was that originally on like Disney XD? I think. Yes. Nice. Nice. All right, Perry. My number two. I'm dipping back into the animated pool, and we are still on Star Wars because 2020 was the first time I watched the Clone Wars. The Clone War. Wow, I couldn't believe that's the first time. Yeah. Nice. I had seen and season I had, seven was just the the icing. So that was ba- so yeah. Quarantine hit, and I was uh, season seven had already started. And so I just started binging so I could catch up before season seven was going to have to end. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that makes sense. I cranked through them so fast. And Barry, I have a really good friend named Scott, not a roommate Scott, different Scott. And big Star Wars guy. And so I was telling him about, like, I was watching Clone Wars. And he had seen Clone Wars a couple times. And so, you know, sometimes you have that friend that has seen a show and they want to check in with you and they're like, what'd you think of episode 23? Or, you know, you know, those kind of people that remember exactly when something happens. Mm-hmm. That made yeah. my experience so much better because I would like stop for the night and he'd be like, call me tomorrow after you've watched episodes, you know, five, six and seven. I want to know. That's what awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, like, uh, like when I, when we were both watching, um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Clone Wars, very well done, especially towards the end. The last few seasons are honestly way better than the first few. Um, uh, I loved it. I loved it. I would watch it again. Sick, dude. Yeah, you should watch it. Although I know you don't like the animation style that much, but you should look. I actually, it. so I I have watched like three or four of the episodes now on season three. I, I went to season three and just downloaded a bunch for my flight, and I watched like yeah, three or four of them. <sighs> still haven't got the bug, you know. It still hasn't given me the bug of like it, I need. I'm hooked. It took me a minute too, so that's okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep like passively, you know, putting it on. Um, 
to watch from time to time, and hopefully that I get more into it. Um, we'll see. So I skipped seasons one and two in hopes that season three, because it, it does look a lot better once I get to season three for sure. For sure. Um, my number two is The Last Dance. So live action, real people, guys, but it's a documentary, so kind of, you know. Um, and I Michael Jordan. Personally. Michael Jordan, 10 episodes. I mean, it's, he's the goat, you know? What else can I say? You LeBron fans out there, I get it. You got your argument. Um, and LeBron's going to have more accolades than Michael probably when he's done. Uh, but there ain't a single player to ever play basketball that could take over and win a ball game when he needed to, like Michael Jordan. LeBron is too much of a game manager that, to like have that. He doesn't have that killer mentality that that Michael had, and Kobe was probably the next closest. Insane. That that documentary was really fun to watch, and it was great to watch during uh, quarantine when I think it kind of brought some kind of like unitedness of like sports fans when there was no, no sports. sports, and it's like ah, at least we got the last dance tonight. So, and I actually watched it after it was all uh, all over. All all ten episodes were available, and then I watched. I actually still need to watch it. Ah, check it out. That's my number two. It's really good, uh, and really fast. Ten episodes, dude. I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of times sports documentaries are just better than other documentaries. Yeah, I'd agree. Like 30 for 30s, man. <laughs> They're good pretty good. Stuff. Good stuff. All right, Perry. My uh-huh. number one, the best thing that I saw in 2020, the Golden Girls. <laughs> for the first time? First time I'd seen all of it. Okay. The greatest sitcom ever made. It is pure... 80s humor with four old women that make so many jokes and i laughed out loud i think in every episode it's so good Mm. so good so good betty white at her best i don't think you're gonna get me to watch this one perry it's hilarious (laughs) i don't really know if it's your type of humor to be honest yeah but I, I loved it so much. Yeah, I had started. So just so everyone knows, I've been a Golden Girls fan for a while, but I'd really only I hadn't actually seen that much. I'd only seen because they would show rerun reruns on TV all the time. You know, sure. So I would dabble. I would dabble on a couple Golden Girls episodes here and there. You know, like how George Lopez is on TV at like one a.m. when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Golden Girls for me, and so I would I dabbled and I got some good laughs, and so. And I had actually used Golden Girls as a teaching tool in my class at ITA'd. <laughs> and so I decided to finally watch it all in quarantine. And oh my goodness, I cracked up and fell in love. It was so funny, so good. If you need something to lift your spirits, watch Golden Girls. We kiss, all do. <laughs> kiss friends and Seinfeld goodbye and do yourself a favor and watch Golden Girls. Great. Well, you're not going to get me to watch that probably, but... Maybe I'll try this since uh, you guys tell me at home if this adds to the suspense of figuring out what my number one is. But I'm going to go ahead with my honorable mentions before my number one. Um, My number seven, since I had the tie of Central Park and Dragon Prince at at five, my number seven is Over the Garden Wall. Really good short miniseries. I believe 10 episodes at like 11 minutes a piece. And I think it was a Cartoon Network miniseries maybe, but... Watched it for the first time in like February, March. Really fun. 
like I loved the hu- the humor style. It's so cool, so cute. Great show, and it's it's basically like if you watch the whole thing in one sitting, it's just a long movie, basically. And it honestly fits better that way if you watch it all in one sitting, but you don't have to. And then my number eight is another live action, but it's also a cheat. It's a live action about an animation. It's Into the Unknown, The Making of Frozen 2. <laughs> oh my gosh. A documentary on The Making of Frozen 2. But seriously, this is this was really cool to watch because it's this was the first documentary I think I've ever seen where they really go into the details about the hardships of making a movie at Disney. Like you see documentaries that just like go into the behind the scenes and show you like the awesome times of like the employees and the animators that are having a great time and loving their job. And, but like into the unknown, the making frozen Two, just, there's some really hard stuff that happens to Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee as they're making this movie. And they are struggling to figure out what's what songs they want to put in. And, and they were really struggling with, um, show yourself and, uh, so it shows all of that and and how close to like not getting the movie done that they were and great probably the best uh, documentary on the making of a of a singular movie that I've ever seen. So check that out. I think that's also six episodes, like thirty or forty minutes piece. Wait, um, they Disney were Plus. they were struggling with show yourself. You mean the song that's actually better than Into yes, Unknown? the best song. They were really struggling with the idea because they couldn't figure out like what is like the Atahualpan thing. Like, is it a spirit? Is it their mom? Is it herself calling herself? Like, what is it? So they, they were struggling to figure that out, and then they nailed it down right at the end. Wow. My number nine, Legend of Korra. Nice. I mean, it's number nine. I really only watched 10 things, but it's still good. Like, I'm not going to watch the whole show if I don't like it. So, and then that's leads me on number 10, which is Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Like I said, like, I'm, it's, it is last on the, this list. And that's not including DuckTales because I really do love the DuckTales reboot, but the third season I haven't seen any of yet. Um, so I didn't put it on the list. Yeah. This show is, it's not, I wasn't hooked on it like a lot of the, ones on my list but I, I definitely liked it enough to watch each of the three seasons that came out this year one season came out in January one came out in May and one came out in October and I watched them all so uh, not my favorite um, show that I've watched this year by any means but still solid Netflix check that out if you want but that leads me to my number one which is a no brainer the only show that we've done a singular episode all about Avatar The Last Airbender this show is honestly kind of a life changer. Not like, wow, really? Not like it like changes my actual life, but like it is the kind of show that like I will always have like an affinity for. Dude, it's so good. I'll probably rewatch it again this year. I would think in 2021 at some point. Why? why, Like, why wouldn't you? Right. Why why wouldn't I? I? It's the kind of show that I would not be surprised if I watched about once a year all the way through. Zuko is just one of the best characters of all time. I think incredible character arc Avatar the last airbender is my number one. I don't feel like I need to talk about it that much because we have an entire hour and 50 minute episode about it. Go check that out for sure. Um, so if you have not. All right. Neato. That's it. That's it for TV shows. Uh, I don't have any that didn't make the list. Like I said, DuckTales, I still have to watch the third season, but that's all the TV shows I've watched this year. I've watched bits and pieces of so many other shows. We just started the queen's gambit last night. I watched the first episode of 
The Great North. I'm watching a little bit of One Punch Man. Really? I yeah, I'm about five episodes through that. Like I said, I'm watch- started Clone Wars a little bit. I be- I sometimes watch just like old cartoons like Darkwing Duck. I mean, I, there's so many other things that I watch bits and pieces of when I'm feeling it, but these are the ones that I watched all the way through and just loved. So amazing, amazing. All right, Perry. What are we what? doing right right before we call it quits tonight? Dude, you know what? We're just going to goof off a little bit because sometimes you just got to laugh at 2020. Yeah, you do. So let's, Perry, take, let's, let's take a deep breath and be like, <laughs> everybody, listeners, take a deep breath of, uh, well, first, breathe out 2020, like, breathe, breathe out all of the 2020 <sighs> and breathe in 2021. <sighs> all right. And then keep breathing. Keep breathing after that. Man. All right, Perry. So let's just, we're going to do these kind of quick just so it's extra fun. All right. Yeah. Perry, what it. is, what was your best quarantine activity? Best quarantine activity. Well, podcasting for sure. Actually, no, but that is one of them. We definitely did a lot of podcasting during quarantine. We still did it. Yeah. I would say disc golf, which people might be like, what? Not quarantine outside. Well, uh, I went to a park where there was nobody within like a hundred yards of me. So like it was a very, like there was nobody there during this time of, uh, the year during quarantine. And I was out there almost every afternoon, all afternoon. Mm. So, uh, during March and April and May. So then that was then also basketball in the driveway with my dad and brothers. Love that. Yeah. Perry, I got to say mine was, I started going on daily runs and who would have thought that physical activity was good for you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone never, never really even crossed my mind <laughs> and it makes you feel good too. Makes you feel good. All right, Perry, uh, in your professional opinion, what is the best virtual meeting software? Well, right now we're using Google Hangouts, um, because it's the easiest to access. I think I love how they can just pop it on your calendar. Zoom probably has the most like features though, I would say. I don't know. I got to say, Perry, um, I'm, I'm going to go with Google Hangouts because I only use it with you. And therefore, it has no negative taste in my mouth. Like Oh, does. right on. Yay. I'm, Yay. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Oh, stop, stop. All right, Perry, what's the best thing that happened in 2020? I'm going to say the attention to social justice. Um, oh, though, okay. Though in a very – we're in not excited most... about yeah how it happened. Like obviously, it yeah. Um, we're definitely sad about that, but I think we're seeing this attention drawn to it, and these powerful people that have a voice that are standing up against it. And yeah, I think it's really gonna bode very well for hopefully uniting America again. It's gonna take a while, but I think it's a start. So I'm gonna say yeah, that. I gotta say, Perry, great thing for the world that happened, but it definitely happened in the most 2020 way possible. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Man, you know what, Perry? You know what was, what was the best thing for me? What? Actually, I got. I've got two. I've got two. One, I still got to go to camp and didn't get COVID from it. In fact, no one did. How great is that? That that is great. That is and great. the other one for me is so NASCAR got postponed for a couple months. Yeah, true. And because of that, they missed, I want to say they missed at least 10 weeks. It might have been 12. And that meant they had to, like, cram a bunch in at the same time. So there were a couple weeks where there were, like, 
There was a race on Wednesday and then another one on Sunday. So I was getting two a week. I was thriving, Perry. (laughs) Thriving in that moment. (laughs) I mean, it just seems like all the sports happened at like they just all happened at once. Like the Masters happened in November. We had the NBA playoffs in October. We had the NFL season going on. We're about to have the NFL playoffs this weekend and March Madness coming up in Indiana only. You think think I'm going to be able to go? I really want to go. I don't think they're going to have any fans. Uh, Sad. We, can we can hope. Yeah. We can hope. All right, Perry. We got two more. What was the biggest dumpster fire of 2020? Oh, it's probably the the dumpster fire outside of that uh, Holiday Inn on 6th and Main. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a pretty big dumpster. Um, no, it's the New York Jets. It's the New York Jets. I was going to say the New York Jets. Stop it. Biggest dumpster fire is the New York Jets. They have, they get, they were, <laughs> I mean, like, obviously they were bad. Like, and we're like, okay, this team's trash. They're poorly run organization. And like, okay, then they get to like 0 and 11 or 0 and 12 or whatever it was. And we're like, okay, on the bright side, they're getting you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And they can't even lose right. I mean, then they have to go and they're losing all year. And then they have to go and win and beat Baker by, by as well. And so all the fan base is like just furious. And like this may have changed the, the culture of the franchise forever where all the players are like, yes, we're not going to be 0-16. But uh, yeah, Perry, the Jets. Perry, I kid you not. I kid you not. I was going to also say the New York Jets. Are you not now? <laughs> no, I am. Like I have okay, to. Nice. I'm sticking New York with Jets. it. Yeah, they're they're the biggest dumpster fire. In reality, yo, the Jacksonville Jaguars, though they went one and fifteen, uh-huh. which is their worst record ever. And lost fifteen straight. And the only game they won, I was in the building. So maybe I'm their good luck charm. Maybe. They they have played the system right because this was not a year where they could have probably made the playoffs through a wild card even, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they're gonna land a generational quarterback. Yeah, a generational quarterback. Best quarterback since Andrew Luck, everybody's saying. And, yeah, I, I'd say he's as close to a sure hit as you can get. Though I am biased, but I think that's what about everybody is saying. So, so uh, I'm sure we as Colts fans will enjoy playing him twice a year. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Perry. And the last one. 2020 was most beneficial for who or whom? Well, if it's not Zoom... Then it's the introverts. <laughs> 2020, most beneficial for the introverts in my mind. Because, you guys, you guys got to stay. I guess te- technically speaking, I took the the like Myers-Briggs recently and it said I was an introvert. But I always I go back and forth. You guys got to sit in your house, an introvert, all year without people asking you to like hang out with them. It was What an dream. amazing year for you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I also got to... I agree wholeheartedly. It was bad for people like me. I did not like that. <laughs> but I gotta also say, Perry, uh, I think Disney Plus was a winner. Oh, definitely, yeah. Streaming because in general. Think about it. Honestly, when did Disney Plus go live? Do you remember? Can you tell me the November, date? November twelfth, uh, twenty nineteen. And then we get shut down for a pandemic four months later. Yeah. Hmm. Conspiracy, hmm. maybe. Hmm. Uh, Disney Disney invented it? What? Disney invented coronavirus? I'm just saying. I'm, I, you, just you based on what's first. happening in California, I'm going to say probably not <laughs> with Governor Newsom not allowing them to do anything um, at Disneyland. So. Maybe not. But anyway, that or I'm going to say any artist 
that released an album in 2020 because they literally just gave any fan of theirs something to look forward to and then everyone was going to listen to it. (laughs) True. The Ariana Grande album, it's not even good, but everyone listened to it. (laughs) Yeah, I loved the Quinn album that came out in 2020. That was huge. Uh, Perry, the band Lanny, I don't know if you listen to them, but they are my current favorite and they released a fire album in the summer. Oh, and you can't forget, Love had an album, right? That was released, or maybe it was in the that was of that was right before, 20... right before we got shut down. But yes, it was twenty twenty, okay. and it was yeah, also that great. Was great. All right, man. Wow. So yeah, not That's everyone. Twenty twenty wasn't bad for everyone, just most. Just most everyone, especially the Jets. <laughs> Wipe the slate clean, guys, because it's twenty twenty one. We've now talked about twenty twenty, so we can officially close the book, just like the end of Shrek, and move on and it's time absolutely it's time cool beans wes cool Cool beans beans. we're we're recording this virtually but our 50th episode is Is. in person wow i can't wonder how how does that wait did i go did i go home and then come back and then go home again no we actually recorded the 50th episode (laughs) in the past um because we wanted that to be in person so next week so in other words maybe we're you're going back to the future Next week, Tuesday, the 50th episode goes live, and it is a quiz to see who knows their banter better, Wes or me. There are high stakes, and Corey Miller will be our first three-time guest as he hosts the game show. And you won't want to miss it. It's no, it is it is a lot of fun. You will not want to miss it. Um, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you definitely don't miss it. Uh, there you go. That's a segue for you. And uh, go follow us on Insta so you can participate in some fun stuff leading up to that. Oh, that reminds me. I told all of the Insta that I would read out their answers to the questions we pulled. So. Glad I came up with that real quick, but we asked the Instagram followers, and we didn't get as many responses as I was hoping. What are some of the shows that you watch for the first time in 2020? We've got Andrew Scott saying Gravity Falls. There you go, my man. Gunner Kent with the Avatar, The Last Airbender, Cobra Kai, which people like a lot. Oh yeah, Bodyguard. Never seen Bodyguard. 24. I've heard. I mean, it's been around oh, for a long time. 24 is really good. He also says Gravity Falls. Right on. Right oh. on. Uh, Fanimated Podcast has The Owl House, which I've heard a lot about. It's got some Gravity Falls vibes in its own right. Uh, Rhea Sparrow says Queen's Gambit and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, good choice. Yep, I'm, like I said, I'm starting the Queen's Gambit with my roommate. And then A54, our good friend Alex, uh, says Cobra Kai. So apparently that show's pretty good. And then we also asked the Instagram... What are the best movies you watched before 2020 that you've watched for the first time this year? Uh, Braden underscore Stortz, which is a, a f- old friend of mine, uh, watched 212 movies. Holy cow. Wow. Jeez, dude. Some favorites were Lady Bird and Inside Lewin Davis. So this man is a is a movie watcher. Or he just also didn't have a lot to do during quarantine. Uh, Gunnar Kent said Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, The Departed, and Taken. A lot of those are similar in yeah. in uh in mood tortoise the artist said mean girls it was so good yes yes your, your, yes. your people Wes. that's your people that uh, we also people. asked what are your top three movies from 2020 Braden underscore stortz said first cow tenant and the sound of metal 
I've heard The Sound of Metal is really good. I have, heard, I have too. <laughs> Andrew Scott said, did three movies even come out in 2020? <laughs> Fanimated Podcast said, Weathering with You. So I guess she's on the boat that that is a 2020 movie. That's right. Wolfwalkers and Onward. Solid picks, solid picks. Tortoise the Artist said, Soul, Onward, and Clouds. Clouds being a Disney Plus original. Um, Maggie Rose 4 said, I still believe Soul and Mulan. Maggie... You I'm probably sorry. turned us off by now. <laughs> yeah, this. I'm sorry that you think that movie's good. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everyone's entitled <laughs> to, to their, their wrong own opinion. opinions. And hello to Seth, who is listening. This is your official shout out um, from Wes telling me to say hi to you. And that is all. That is all. For today. That is just a, a bombardment of just stuff that stuff. we're throwing at everybody right before we leave the show. And Try to get the, a few more words that, in. That's, that's why you got to stick around to the end. That's right. The most exciting stuff happens at the end. Exactly. Um, it's just like a NASCAR race. <laughs> just like our closer, which is about to happen, which starts with the words, stay hungry. Stay humble. And stay hydrated all the way till episode 50. 